y'all we are back for another live episode of well not live but we are back <laughs> for another episode of dear christian black girl what's up y'all hey y'all y'all already know i'm your girl jerry alicia and i got my two sisters with me tiffany and takisha how y'all feeling this morning hey y'all all is well all is well i love it i love it i love it i love it so y'all, it's me and Takesha just got back from Train to Conquer last week. And child, when I say we got our oh you got it on. I haven't seen that one. Oh my yes. gosh. I love it. So y'all listen. We don't know how this podcast is gonna go because you know the Lord been dealing with us. Um, so whatever happens, happens. Welcome to the podcast, y'all. Welcome to our FaceTime calls. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, y'all. What are we getting into today? How 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 are we feeling on today? I'm feeling good. I'm I'm okay. And good. I can say that truthfully, praise Jesus, right? Because y'all know I don't be lying to y'all. No. But sometimes I just be like, you know what, I'm gonna be okay, so I'm gonna say I'm okay. Is that a lie, though? Like, is that really a lie? It is. Oh. I mean, I think that if you're not okay, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. So ridiculous. <laughs> I just think that uh, if you're not okay, you're not okay. It doesn't mean that you have to indulge or go deep into what's going on with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not okay today, but it, I'm okay, right? It's that kind of thing. Like, okay. I'm not okay but I don't need to go into it with you, you know? And I don't think that everybody needs to know that you're not okay. I think that the not okay is for a safe is place true. for people who can hear it, pick it up in the spirit and run with it, right? You know, so right. That, that's how I feel about that. Okay, you you might have a point, I mean, okay? You know, I try some days. I better you try? That is a good point. That is a good point, though. That you're not okay to, is not for everybody. It's not. Because some people will play on it and manipulate And they'll use it against you. They'll use it against you. Yeah. And then some people mm -hmm. care less anyway. They were just asking, how are you to be polite? They were just being polite. You they really I mean? didn't care how you're feeling on today. Don't so, even yeah, ask the question. Good. Just say, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and keep it pushing. I, I don't really With care. Me, how I be like feeling it. like it's rude how people are doing like i'd be feeling so bad and my husband he'd be laughing at me because like if i'm focused on something else and somebody is talking to me i will miss the whole conversation so don't ask like, i don't know what you just said so don't ask the <laughs> question because you didn't care from the beginning i did care i just got distracted okay so good evening <laughs> that's it hello so YouTube fam, tell us, do y'all be asking people how they doing? Like, we really want to know. Do y'all be asking people how they doing? And do you care what they say after you ask? Or are you just asking just to be asked? Like, question. we really want to know. That is a good yes. like, are you asking just to be asking? Or do you genuinely we to, care? We need to post that to our um, Instagram yes. today. I need to post that on threads. I need to post that question yeah, on Yeah, I can do that yes. on threads. Yes, absolutely. When you ask uh, Because, word, you know, sometimes... Like, when you be asking people how you doing, like, do you really care? Like, do you really care how my day is going? Do you really care what's going on in my life? Or are you just trying to be polite? Because that's the American way. I just need to know. You know what? Because I'm in the customer service field, I get to the point to where I don't even want to ask people how they're doing unless they're, like, really close to me. Oh, dang. Because you... Because you're doing it all day long and then you're getting more than what True. you need with people. Like I had a lady yesterday that literally sat on the phone for a whole hour and kept going on and on and on and on to where by the time she got done with her rant, I was like, this is your solution. Anything else? Because <laughs> the call was literally a three minute call, right? With your greeting, yeah. your closing, and the resolution. It was three minutes. Yeah. And she, and she was like, out. oh, and she was shocked. She was shocked because she was like, well, oh wow, uh, well, no, I guess not. Okay, <laughs> good day. Did you not say good day? day? <laughs> not good day. I, well, I didn't say it in, in, to her, but in my mind, I'm like, good day, like you know, goodbye, woman. Like I said, okay, you have a great day. Da, 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 boom, boom. And she probably was going to say, I didn't even wait to, for her to even say thank you. Uh, Got gotta go. You know what? Oh my <laughs> gosh. So, dumb. so because of that, it's like I say hello and that's it. 
you know, if I'm walking past somebody in the store or something, it's hello. That's it. I'm I'm not asking how your day is. I'm not asking how are you, because I'm that person at this point because of just having to deal with it all day. That no, I don't, don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh, wow. It can know. be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It can. To ask. <clears throat> to ask. But I also think that, like we said, like asking or telling the right person if you are or mm-hmm. aren't okay or how your day really is going. Um, because you could fall into this emotional trap. Um, with oh, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes you just don't have the capacity for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that moment, like you said, Jerry, I'll, I'll be moved on to the next thing. How are you? And I'm over here. I done built the shed, right? I done moved on. And No, like, like, like for real. Baby oh, daddy yeah. really has to get on me about that, especially like when we go out to eat and like waitresses or waiters are talking to me and I, I miss it. He'd be like, boo, they were saying hi to you. I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. But because, that's a good you know, question about polite culture. Like, are we yeah. just being polite? Oh, I like that term, polite culture. Yeah, are we just being polite, especially in the U.S., right? Because there is so much. It just makes me think of this. I know this is weird. Yeah, I know how my brain connects things at times. But it makes me think about mm-hmm. the reality shows when I used to watch, like, The Housewives and things like that. And they would get together and the conversations, if it wasn't drama filled, would be so superficial. Oh, girl, look at you. Yeah. Your hair is cute. Your outfit is cute. Oh, look at your neck. It had no substance, right? <laughs> the conversations really had no substance outside of what the person had on, what they were wearing, who shoes, mm-hmm. how much this cost. It really had no mm-hmm. substance. And it was almost like they were being polite. You know what I mean? For the sake of being polite, not because this is who yeah. we are, not for any of that, but like, have we entered a culture where we have to be polite? I'm not saying that you be rude, but where conversations really don't have meaning. They don't have substance. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking you these things just to feel that dead air in that dead space. We are. Mm. Yeah, kind of. We are in that space and place because people are not... People are not real with themselves, so they definitely can't be real with you. Oh, and how and how do you be so, real, and when do you be real? Real is a sense of I mean, you don't have it. Real to me is levels. Okay. So, like you were just saying, if you come up to me and I really don't know you, we're just a coworker, and you say, "Hey, how you doing today?" and I'm like, "You know what? It's it's a day. I'm having a day." And then that's just it. You know what I'm saying? And you could give something as polite as say, well, you know, I hope things get better for you today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And move forward. You know what I'm saying? You have some people that are not, you know, that's being real on a surface level. I don't yeah. have to go into deep of what's going on, but I'm going to be real enough with myself to tell you that, you know what, it's, it's, I'm not having a good day versus me walking around and pretending like I'm having a good day and being overly chipper. And then as soon as something happens, I just spaz out. That's good. So we have to so be let's real talk with about ourselves. The first. Because you're yeah, girl. people don't. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. We're not real. And what that reminds me of, just polite culture in general, it reminds me of how a lot of wives like feed into polite culture. Because uh, we don't want want to hurt nobody's feelings. Instead of, you know, saying the truth in love. Why are you looking like that, Tegisha? because <laughs> what is happening? Don't be don't be in my business, okay? I'm just saying, is is it not the truth though? We be, you know, oh, it's okay when really you just want to bash his head in, but you can't do that because murder is a, is a felony, right? And so, felony and the census. And here's what two things about me: I but do you jail have... and I don't do jail. Okay, so exactly, help me out. Exactly, but you got to be. The key word to that is you have to be wise, absolutely. Because sometimes we be wanting to say stuff and. You know, I need to express my point, and God said, "Now it's not." And the it's time. not the time, y'all. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta learn the timing of when, when to speak and when to be quiet. Because our words are seeds, absolutely. And so we have to understand that if you want your seed to be planted in good ground, 
then you have to make sure that that ground is cultivated to receive that seed. Mm-hmm. But you can throw it on that waste ground where it's just going, he going here and it's going to go in one ear and out the other. Or it's going to get, he going to receive it and then it's going to be like, oh, okay, I receive it. And then like two seconds later, it's going to be back to what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's that, thorny, that th- um, thorny ground. It's just going to be choked out. Because now it's like choked out by a fence or anger or frustration because it's like, what did you just say to me? Yeah. It's not being heard. And so that's when I'm learning. I want to be heard. And so if I have to be like, you know what, God, okay, let me vent this to you. Let me express my heart to you. Mm-hmm. And this is how I feel. But make my house and make us, you know, an, create an environment around us that's conducive for me to have the conversation because I want to be heard because I want repentance. I don't want you to just say, oh, I'm sorry. And then we still back at square one. Right. Going through the same I'm, exact I'm thing. I'm looking for change and transformation because I'm trying to move forward, not keep standing here or keep repeating the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's good. I Absolutely. love how you said vent to God first. Like have that conversation with God first. So you aren't walking in the shoes of polite culture because the Bible tells us to put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. Um, And if we walk in peace, we don't have to worry about being polite because our peace is going to speak for us. Um, And I bless God Mm -hmm. for you saying that because I just literally had an experience that carried over through the night. And as I got up this morning, I was just like, Lord, you know, I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I repent for that. And I clearly heard the Holy Spirit say, going to sleep on unforgiveness is taking a chance with the life that God has gifted you. Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because I could have died in my unforgiveness. Right? Mm -hmm. Unforgiveness is a sin. And what, what, as the Bible say, what is the point of gaining the world? What is the point of holding on to this unforgiveness, right? Um, This unheardness, I know that's not a word, but what is the point of holding that? And I can die and wake up and lift my eyes in hell. What, What would have been the point of this life of sacrifice that I'm learning to live out before the Lord, right? Why? Because I was trying to be Mm -hmm. white. I, I don't want to, I don't, you know, let me not say how I, I really feel. Know. I ain't, ain't trying to go there today. I ain't right? trying to ruffle no feathers. But that polite culture could have had me lift my eyes in hell. Instead of, like you said, Tiffany, venting first to God so that I can resolve that within myself. Repent quickly, right? And process that thing out with the Lord. It doesn't mean that how I was feeling or how something impacted me, that, that working out, right? Like we have to work out our own soul salvation. That working out is now between me and the Lord, but I cleared Mm -hmm. up and gave no room to the enemy. But when I went to sleep on that and I heard the Holy Spirit so clearly say, basically you, you real bold, like you was playing Russian roulette with a life you didn't give yourself. You are playing a Russian right. roulette with a gift you gave me back. How does how does that work? How does that work? That you gave me your life. You I didn't force you to give it. I made an opportunity for the, you to give it. You freely gave it. And now you get to play with it. How does that work? And that thing is like literally sitting in the pit of my stomach and when I think about it, I, it's so funny when I get emotional how small my eyes get. So I'm just trying to not go there. Um, but it's not even an emotion. It's just a kind of like a reality that trying to be polite and not say, not do, could literally lead you possibly to death. And it may not be a physical death, right? It could be an emotional, a spiritual, mm-hmm. a relational death. And that's a lot. That's a lot. It is. It is a lot. Because you 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 start to move that politeness into other areas. So then now you start to be polite with people that are dysfunctional and toxic mm-hmm. because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Or it's, it's easy for me to be polite and not have to face that hard truth mm-hmm. that I really got to cut you off. 
and you my brother and you my mama and you my daddy and you my so sister. what you not gonna do tiffany what you not gonna do on this day tiffany dillard what you ain't finna go <laughs> you, you ain't finna come in my house like that i just moved as the spirit came the spirit came utterance i just moved <laughs> i just moved all the spirit he said move go that way i'm going Child. good job little one okay good job little I'm one going. I'm going. I have made a vow to myself when it comes to this podcast that I am going to flow how he flows. Well, praise Jesus. So I said I wasn't going to hold back. And it sounds like what you said. Can we give a round of applause for Tiffany? I'm so proud of you. (laughs) But it's so, it's so It's been a growth. It is growth. But what I heard, Tiffany, is that the polite culture requires us to compromise. It It does. Absolutely. It requires it does. Compromise. It requires us to compromise. It requires us to basically lie and not, you know, say how we really feel. It requires us to to uh, repress things, and and we know what don't comes, what does not come up, it will come out in some kind of way, right? This mm-hmm. is why we have a lot of people that have been abused and whatever for so long, and then one day they just shooting everybody, and we're like, what happened? That's that spaz. All those feelings. That that's that spaz for real, because they they don't repress all this stuff yeah. um, until it. Like they couldn't, they couldn't contain it anymore. Like I don't think we understand that our hearts are a container. I don't, I don't know if we understand that. Come like on. our hearts, <laughs> keep walking. Come on, keep coming. Our hearts Ooh. are a container because you know whatever go comes, whatever we intake, it goes into our heart. Our heart can only handle so much. Listen, if Jesus got so mad that he flipped over tables, his his heart was a container. What makes us think that we can just handle all the things? Fam, it, it was Jesus. Man, that's powerful. What, 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 what are we doing? And so I think we have to understand that our hearts really are containers. And there's only so much that can go into one container. What happens is when we try to overfill the container with things that are not of the Holy Spirit, it starts coming out in sin. It starts coming out in anger. It starts coming out in bitterness. It like that stuff is going to come out at some point. And so I would rather for God's people to get it out on the onset in a healthy way, in a loving way. Because just because you're mad at somebody or just because you don't like something does not mean you have to be rude and nasty. Like, can we can we just can we just go there for a minute? It does not mean you have to be rude and nasty. Just because you disagree does not mean you have to hate somebody. Disagreement and hate are two totally different things. Very different very different so let's get into it you can disagree with somebody's lifestyle you can disagree with what somebody is doing it does not mean you have to hate them it does not mean you have to bash them it does not mean any of those things it just means you move differently than they do and that is okay it's okay it's okay and so i'm I'm sorry i am on the soapbox so here we are because i'm so tired of us and what and when I say us, I mean Christians, people that claim to love Jesus. I'm so tired of us being on a high horse. Y'all, we got to come down. And we got to realize that just because we accepted Jesus does not mean that we <laughs> are better than everybody else. That's pride. That is it's pride. absolutely pride. That's pride. And people don't. People are sitting around like I'm not prideful. Yes, you yes, are. Yes, you are. Because when it comes when it comes to you, you can you can tell somebody all day long. You know you got that. You know you got that uh, wood in your eye. Yes, you know I was you did it. You did it. But then me. when it comes to me, it's like oh uh uh-uh, uh nah. I'm 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 trying to. I'm in a you know we we use it. I'm in a process right now, and so it's like you don't want to hold yourself accountable. But you want to hold me accountable, and can I just? And then say, you want to mask it around that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm in process right ma'am, now. Ma'am, you're not in okay. process. You're toxic. No, you're not. You're you toxic. Well, that's, let that's me not being let me process. read that scripture before you go, yeah, Jerry. Let yes. me read that scripture, Tiffany, because I literally was thinking the same thing. It's Matthew, 
uh, 7, 3 through 5. I'm going to read it in the message version. And it says, a sim- okay. like it has a header. It says, a simple guide for behavior. Don't pick on people. Jump on their failures. Criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? It's this whole traveling roadshow mentality all over again, playing a holier than thou part instead of just living your part. Wipe that ugly sneer off your own face and you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. The message version is me. Jeez. <laughs> because I love the message version. Whoever translated the message version was like, baby, they are, I'm so They tired. are top tier translators. That's all I'm saying. They're yeah. top tier. Yeah. Because they just be yeah. like, look, this this what you, this what it is. And just going about your business. Okay, Stop bye. playing the holier oh. than thou part. <laughs> that, that. Just play your part. Just think about Just play your position. Just just love Jesus. Just love now. Just love Jesus. When we just love Jesus, we come out of places and spaces that require us to just be polite. We come out Mm -hmm. of spaces and places that require us to compromise. We come out of those spaces Mm -hmm. because we can quickly recognize them. Right. It doesn't mean that we won't have opportunity and don't get us wrong. We're not saying don't be polite. We're all Southern women. Well, I'm a You're not. girl with a you just you just live way, in the South. Right. Now. You know what I mean? You live in the I, South. You know, You're, you're coming around to the right. Southern way now. Right. I got the up north swag, but I got the Southern class seeing that I've been here for a little bit because, you know. Your girl is a transplant peach, right? So, but so we're not. not a tr- wait a minute. Not a wait, you're not finna just. You just not finna three pass. Did you say I'm your girl woman. is a transplant peach? I'm trans peach. peach. <laughs> I identify. Not trans. You identify. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stop. No, we ain't gonna. I ain't gonna Why even... are you so ridiculous? Why? I got even good here. I got even good here. Why are you so ridiculous? You know, so we we are Southern women, right? So we understand that polite is a culture. Like it really is a way of living in the South. It really is. Your neighbors are going to be polite. Your doctors, everybody in the South, not everybody, but for the most part, you know the South by their politeness, by their hospitality. Um, When we were... um, at Train to Conquer, one of the um, one of the women from the host church there was like, um, one of uh, the other ministers was like, they said to her, "Wow, y'all really have this yes ma'am, no ma'am thing down. Y'all really, <laughs> y'all really talk like that." And she's like, "Yes ma'am." <laughs> Yes, ma'am. We do, right? So when you think about um, that opportunity to be polite, we're not saying don't be polite. We're not saying walk up to everybody you meet and be like, they're like, oh, how are you, girl? It's been, no, we're not. Be polite. Be courteous. Be kind. Walk in peace. We're not saying don't be polite, but don't be a false polite. Don't just be polite for the sake and you really don't care what's getting ready to come back from the other person. When you say, how are you? You know what I mean? If you're asking somebody the question, how are you? Everybody is not going to take it as surface as you ask the question. Some people may pause and say, well, let me tell you. Some people go tell you their whole life. I ain't doing too So, Yeah, y'all know I drive Lyft, right? Oh, baby, I'm sure you got conversations. Listen, man, bruh, <laughs> bruh, <laughs> listen. And so with driving over and lived people, I ask people how they're doing because it makes the ride go smoother. Right. And because uh, I don't want to be rude. And so people expect you to ask them how, how they're doing. And I honest, and I genuinely don't mind asking you how you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so because it opens up for conversation, especially if I'm sleepy, like if it's late at night or really early in the morning, I need you to talk to me. So this car don't crash. Okay. So I'm going to ask you how you're doing. And I want you to respond. Um, that's all I'm saying <laughs> because it'd be early and it'd be late. But anyway, um, and so one day I had this guy, I was taking him to the airport. And so I was asking him how I was doing. Now, on this particular day, I didn't necessarily want to talk. 
not necessarily, but because I want a five star rating and because, you know, this is my job at the moment. Um, you know, I was like, hello, how you doing? Da, da, da. He told me all about his children, his grown children at that. Mm. He told me why he was mad at them. He told me what they had been like. I know their whole story. He told me how how one of his children is in college and he she's getting on his nerve. I'm just like, oh. Okay. He gave it to you. You asked. I, I did ask. And so he was like, I know I talked to your ear in my head. I'm like, yeah. But I asked. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. Sure did. And so I, just with being polite, you got to be prepared. Like if you really don't want to get into what people are going, especially as Christians and intercessors, because God will set you up. Asking, how are you? God will absolutely set you up because that has happened to me driving a lift before. I got set up. And I was like, oh, oh God, oh, okay. All right. So that's yeah. that's what we're doing. Okay, great. And so, like it as Christians and intercessors, number one, we have to be careful about what we hear. Yes. And that's something that we learned at Train and Conquer this past weekend. Y'all, stop listening to everything, please, please. It's detrimental. It is to detrimental your to your spirit. Ugh, child. Stop, stop listening to everything. Stop and everybody. Everything. Stop, stop reading everything. Well, why? Why? Because our eyes are and our ears are gates to our soul. And so what you intake, you let in the gate. The gate's supposed to be closed and you let it in the gate. And it can and so, really impact how you think, how you process, how you how live, you feel. how you feel, right? How you line up the truth of the word of God. Because sometimes we can let something in that we hear, that we read, that we see, and it will be it will be counterproductive or it can be opposite of the truth of the word of God. But because it seems mm -hmm. true based on our experiences we will hold that higher than the word of God, right? This must mm -hmm. be more true. <clears throat> For example, if you are watching a TikTok video and they are talking about doing your hair, doing your makeup because a woman is supposed to be this, a woman is supposed to be that, right? You know, everybody went, not everybody, but you know, it was this whole thing of a soft girl era, right? And if you weren't having this soft, luxurious spa-like experience in your everyday life, What's wrong with you? You weren't doing it right. Yeah. You weren't doing it right, right? But the Bible tells us that the woman that should be praised is the one who fears the Lord. It's not the one with all the adornments. It doesn't mean that you don't take care of yourself. But that soft girl era began to, for many people, exalt itself above the truth of the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so there yeah. were many women and girls who were clamoring for this lifestyle, thinking this must be it. This must be the missing piece. Why? Because they opened up their ear gates, their eye gates to this. And instead of opening up the word of God to say, okay, God, what do you say about this? And if we look mm -hmm. at the word of God, we will see, well, Esther had a preparation process. She went through her soft girl era, <clears throat> right? There was nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. Absolutely not. But let's put this thing in perspective, right? Let's put this thing in perspective and weigh that thing. That's why because it can definitely try to usurp the authority. It can't, but it can usurp the authority and the truth of God in our minds and in our everyday actions. And even- That oh, also goes start. to your favorite inspirational TikTok, pastor, Instagram, pastor, prophet, all of that. That goes for that too as well, because you, you, can't, you can't build a relationship with God off clips. No, you, can, you can't no. build a relationship with God off of inspirational posts. You have to be mindful of what you're <laughs> listening to, what you're watching, who you're allowing to feed your soul, because that's what you're doing when you open those eye gates. And the reason why I asked why, because I heard somebody say, well, why? Because oh, don't you don't think you don't understand um, what you're doing. And then you are wondering why this 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 spirit has showed up in your house and you sitting there and said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. He said, 
I ain't going nowhere. You opened the door for me. You you invited me in as a guest. I'm I am here. here legally. I'm a legal I'm here guest legally. of yours. So, so until you find figure so, out where that root is and where you got it from and how to repent, announce and bind and all of that, you can't get nothing out that you let in. And I had to, that was something that I had to really learn and understand. And me, me I was the type of person I didn't I don't like watching scary movies. But my husband does. And he... I'm in the same boat. I can't Yeah. I can't watch scary movies. And then my husband used to watch this this um, show called Evil. And the show was just basically about this lady who was... She was a psychologist. But she didn't understand... Oh, you talking about that show that was on CBS? I don't yeah, know. and they, they, they took it off. They took it off air. They don't even... It doesn't come on anymore. I don't Good. think... Now I wish they take Lucifer off air if they haven't already. Because what? Why? My, I, I had to, you know, my son. I was like, God, why? Why all this difficult stuff be happening to me? Because my son was watching it, and he was like, Mom, he, he, not, you know, he's just, you know, he's a detective. I said, Lucifer ain't no doggone detective, boy. Like, you know, but he he's a detective, all right. He's not right. a detective. I said, he, I said, how they're trying to, I said, they're trying to portray Lucifer as something as a, a, a good wholesome person and that's not who he is. I said that's the deception. Mm-hmm. I said everything he does is a deception. It's every he he is a person that he cannot do anything outside of his nature. Ever. So everything is always a deception around him. Everything is always a game. Everything is always give me you give me this, I give you that. But the whole entire time he he's like, okay, but you're gonna pay me more. You know how somebody give you, yeah, yeah, it's always yeah, strings attached to everything that he does. It's nothing that um, is different. So I understand, like when when people be like, "Well, I don't, I don't know which one I'm hearing." You're hearing three voices. You're gonna hear you, you're gonna hear him, and you're gonna hear God. But the one thing between you is always because somebody had broke this down. Like, and when it's you, it's always gonna make you feel good. Mm-hmm. It's always gonna be like. It's me. It's taking care of me. This is what I need to do for myself. So don't get so caught up in, you know, I just want to make sure sh- I want to take care of me. Take care of you within boundaries. Because sometimes yeah. we can be taking care of you and you're not really listening to God. And God saying, I don't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. Like Coach said, it's a good idea, but it's not a God idea. <laughs> and so then with, with the enemy, it's always going to benefit him. And it's oh, always oh, going to go against God. It's never going to be... It, you th- he gonna package it like it benefits you, but it's no, it's for him. And then everything God does, everything God does is always peaceful. It's always in order. Even if the the situation seems chaotic, there's order in it. You just can't see it. Yeah, yeah. And it's always gonna bring forth him glory. But you cannot. You have to be cautious because when he was watching that show, I was like, "Bay," and I didn't. I wasn't really knowledgeable as I am now. But mm-hmm. I just knew, hey, uh-uh, you can't do that. Because when I started seeing stuff, and I'm like, hold on, that that's the Moloch demon. And I, I said, oh, no, nah, baby, you got to shut the door. He's like, no, baby, because my husband, he has a deep sense spiritually on things. So he's like, no, they they trying to, it was a priest that was working with yeah, the lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to help her to understand <laughs> that there is a, these things are spiritual. It's yeah, not. Yeah mental and stuff like that not everything is mental some things are spiritual so the concept of it was good but it was just that the, the imagery, imagery though. the imagery and then mm-hmm. what they were doing it is i don't trust anything when it comes to world media because it's always an underlying agenda behind it of course. but when i realized i was like no we you can't watch that you got to stop watching it and he was like why 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 like i don't understand and so when I started seeing those spirits in my house, I was like, oh, oh, oh no, you See. ain't finna do that here. I said, you got to cut it off. I said, because when you are spiritually in tune with God and really connected with God, it's more than just watching a TV show and being entertained. Now that yeah. thing opens a door to come into your home. Mm-hmm. And so he had stopped watching it because I was like, okay, God, let me... I don't want to keep preaching at him because when you try to preach at somebody that you're trying to, that God is drawing, it's going to be a hindrance. So I said, you know what? Let me turn my prayer to you. So open up his understanding, helping mm-hmm. him see for himself. 
And I had to do that with my son, open up their understanding, help them to see for themselves. So that way they can understand that you have to protect what you hear. You have to protect what you see. You have to protect what you put in your mouth. You have to protect, you know, what is on your body and stuff like that. Because you got to think about these, these, um, designers that are out here making clothes and you, you don't think they praying over that stuff and they not believers. So yeah, you got to yeah. be mindful of everything that you allow yourself to be access to. Now, of course, yeah, you ain't going to check everything, but as you know, you can pray and ask God, okay, increase my discernment so that I'm not naive to stuff. And I'm really paying attention and in tune so that if I don't pick it up in the, my flesh, which I won't, my spirit will be like, no, no, no. Holy right. Spirit, like, no, 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 right. no. You will never pick it up in your flesh. Like you said, your flesh is going to come no, into agreement. Even if your flesh says, yeah. I don't like that, yeah. it's not going to war against it or call truth to what is happening. It's just going to be like, oh, that's not me. Instead of rebuking and binding and you know what I mean? Sending it back where it came from. Our flesh is never going to, to side with the spirit. That's why we have to die. It's, it's not designed to. Yeah. I, and I think that's what we have to understand. Um, everything that feels good is not good because it's not designed. Like your flesh is not designed to let you know that this is not good. No, that's, it that's, is not. That's not. Your flesh is designed to give you whatever you want, however you want it, whenever you want yeah. it. That that's that's the that's the the working of your flesh where your spirit comes in. Your spirit be like, nah, ma'am, no, ma'am, we not doing that. Yeah. And so, what we have to do is number one, we have to have the spirit of discernment. Yes. And that is a gift that every believer should have. And talk about that. I don't like care when you, you talk about the gift of discernment, what do you mean for someone who may be listening or watching? Like, what is the gift of discernment? So let me just break it down in layman's terms. I'm not finna Bible term y'all yeah. on today. We're not, we're not gonna do that. Let's just break it down in um layman's terms. So um we say spirit of discernment. You may say conscience, you may say intuition, right? Um that they can be the same thing, but they're not always the same thing because your intuition can be, can be wrong sometimes. You just, that's not it. So the spirit of discernment is when the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you and he governs how you move. He governs how you talk. He governs what you do. Um, and the reason the spirit of discernment is a good thing because this world is evil. And so let's, let's just talk about the clothing and let's just give a scenario. So you're, you're putting on some clothes. Maybe you put it on Gucci. Maybe you're putting on Prada. Maybe you're putting on whatever else, whatever. Uh, I can't remember the name brand that had the children and doing all the. the... The spirit of discernment knows that the Holy Spirit knows what Balenciaga is doing that you can't see. The Holy Spirit knows what's going on behind the scenes in Balenciaga. The Holy Spirit knows every demonic prayer that Balenciaga has prayed over their clothing. And so when you put it on, there's a check in your spirit like, nah, baby, take that off. Or may, not even not even, not even, even that high. Maybe it's like, maybe I should just wear something else. Mm, I don't feel like, I thought I wanted to wear this, but I don't feel like wearing this today. That's discernment because and and it doesn't matter if you just got saved yesterday or if you've been saved for a thousand years. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> the spirit of discernment will always let you know how you need to go accordingly. It will always let you know what's going on. This is why some of us can hear conversations in the spirit and we'd be like, oh, you talking about me. The first time that happened to me, I was like, oh my God. Like, you thought you were going crazy? It was the kind of thing that I was just like, because, you know, like when we talk about the spirit of discernment, right? I was just looking up the scripture and I was looking at um, mm -hmm. Hebrews um, 5 and 14. And in the Amplified Bible, it says, but solid food is for the spiritually mature whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what- Wait, 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 don't go past that. Say that again. Mm -hmm. It says, but solid food is for the spiritually mature. And again, this is Hebrews 5 and 14 amplified, whose senses are trained by practice 
to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. I just wanted you to say that again because it says whose senses are trained. Trained mm. by by practice. By practice. So right. when you're trained by so people practice. always say, like, y'all, you're over spiritualizing. No, the the walk that we have to walk, when you become, when you give your life to Christ, this is a lifestyle. So Absolutely. it's not it's not a one and done. So your old deacon and deaconess and your pastor from third, second church and Baptist on the corner keep telling you once saved, I always say, no, no, no. You have to continue well, to practice this. That this Sunday. Our and walk this. Yeah, you got to walk this out. So when it comes to us feeling, we all three of us, will. you've heard us say it probably last season, when we say feel the feeling and choose the behavior, that is something we have to constantly do all day long. We can't just stop and say, Oh, well, I'm holy. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to move forward because we've always, we just said there's a war in our member. So we're the flesh, you know, talking to the spirit, the spirit telling the soul, you're going to do this. The flesh saying, now nah, we're going to do this. You know, you then you got these outer things. Then you got God talking to you. Then you got the enemy trying to talk to you. You got the world trying to talk to you. So it's a practice. So I love that they said senses are trained by practice. So that means you have to practice your senses being trained and working in discernment. So when that red flag go off, you can't ignore, don't ignore it. it. You cannot ignore it. Don't lean on your own understanding, right? That brings that scripture back. Proverbs says is that. Right? Yeah. It's in order to be trained by practice. That, oh, Jerry, this brings me back to our conversations that, you know, we've been having about, you know, and I'm like, Lord, just wipe away my past. Let's act like it doesn't exist. Let's go in and blind that, That's, listen, listen, once and for all, that is not how I know works. it's not. I know that's not how any of this works, but it makes me think about that, right? If we don't have opposition and we don't have opportunities to choose ye this day, right? If there is no choice in the matter, right? We will never have the opportunity to practice. We will never have mm -hmm. the opportunity to go back to God and say, okay, Lord, I'm here. This appears to be good because this is a, uh, like you said, Tiffany, a bishop, a pastor, a mother that I've always, you know, held in high regard. But what do you say, right? Lord, what mm -hmm. are you saying here? Is this something from me? Is this from you, right? Because that gives us an opportunity to practice, right? That I really, really like that. I, I have to make sure that I, I keep that because it's an opportunity. It's like a doctor. It, it's, a, yeah. it's a wonder why you have a practicing doctor, a practicing attorney. It doesn't mean that they don't know what they're doing, but they get the opportunity to keep learning, to keep growing, mm -hmm. and to put that thing into action. And so we should become practicing Christians. Don't come for me. I know that it's not in the Bible, but if the Bible says here in Hebrews 5 and 14 that our senses are trained by practice, that means we are a practicing Christian. We are practicing in Absolutely. this real world. Like you said, Jerry, this flesh wants nothing good. It is the reason why we can Definitely. live and many of us have lived a sin-filled life so much, so much of our lives. Go ahead. No, no, finish, finish. Okay. I, I, no, I was just afterwards. about to say, that's the reason why we have lived such a sin-filled life and such a me life and why the me culture and the polite culture is so prevalent because our flesh wants what it wants and it's not going to turn down a good time because it doesn't it doesn't feel to our flesh what it feels to our spirit they feel very differently mm. our spirit picks up the truth of a matter our flesh only picks up the emotion of yeah. matter Ooh. right oh this makes me feel good but my soul is crying out abort mission i don't care you paid a thousand dollars to go to that conference abort mission do not go and my flesh is like but i paid a thousand dollars okay I, i'm right. invested and my mm -hmm. spirit is saying listen we gonna bring this flesh under subjection because it was created as a vessel like you said jerry our hearts is a vessel it had that has the capacity to hold things your flesh was created with the capacity to hold your spirit mm -hmm. now bring your flesh under subjection because it's your spirit that should be greater not your flesh Absolutely. Okay, go ahead but to go off. What you about to say? 
Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna um well I'm gonna share I'm gonna share last Sunday's message with y'all because that's what okay. she was okay. talking about, Dr. Anita, that our heart is the garden. Um, oh yeah, she got a new book coming out. Um, or she, it may it's already, already out. out. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Out. But I was thinking about, I believe it was Bishop that gave this analogy, and it's and it keeps coming back to my mind. But when it comes to us, like at one point in time, we were in heaven. And so we were in heaven. You're in heaven, right? Mm -hmm. And so God is like, okay, of course, you're going to have to be birthed out into the earth. So um, because he, he kind of took me back to the hearing part of us hearing him mm -hmm. and how people, you know, it's, it kind of gets a struggle when you, you in this life. But at one point in time, what, how he said it was like at one point in time you were in heaven, you knew God. You knew his voice. You knew how he moved. You knew his characteristics. You knew everything about him because you were in heaven with him. But then it came a time where he had to. That's that's where that Jeremiah one and five. Like I knew you before your you was even formed into your mother's womb. I knew everything about you. I know your essence. I know your mannerism. I know you know how you move or whatever. I know everything that I put inside of you because I created you. Mm -hmm. And then I had to give you to your mother. So I had to put you down here you had to go from one dimension to another dimension through the birth canal and come out into the sinful world so during that transition there were things lost so now you come down here and on earth and then you come into this fleshly state this natural worldly state this sinful nature and things are distorted so you ever like had this sense of like you know when you were kind of like, I feel like everybody's around, I don't know, maybe not everybody, but I feel like at some point we've always had this encounter with God at some point, like he sent somebody in our lives or we may have had an auntie that took us to church or we may have looked at something that kind of stirred us and we was like, oh, like, I ain't never felt like that before. You know what I'm saying? And that was like God tapping you back and saying, remember me, mm. remember me, like, you know, remember me. Mm -hmm. And you kind of learn, like, you know, well, why I feel like that? Like, that just, that just like, like something happens and that really touched my heart. But the whole entire time, God is using that person to draw you back to me. Like, remember me, or you were here, some, you were hear him talking to you. And because you had to go from knowing him in heaven to this new dimension. And now you burn you in a sinful nature and things have distorted and things probably have been kind of all over the place now. And you hear his voice and you're like, am I going crazy? But it's God saying, I'm reintroducing myself here with you here. Mm -hmm. I got to, you got to get to know me here because you, things was lost from you going to heaven, from heaven to now you're here on earth. And so when he was given that analogy or whatever about us hearing his voice and getting to know God again, he was like, that's the whole point of that's where that war comes in. Cause your flesh is like, who is this person? Why are they trying to pull on us? Like naturally I'm supposed to be the way that I am. I'm supposed right. to deal with the dysfunction and the toxicity and, and, you know, Hey, what makes my flesh feel good? Filling my belly up with stuff that makes, you know, make me feel good doing, listening to whatever just appeases me and pleases my flesh. Mm -hmm. But then God this whole time, he said, uh, uh, remember me. So then he'll send that lady to your door and said, do you know about Jesus Christ? And you like, well, yeah, I pray now me, lay me down to sleep. You know, I, I call to God when something going on hard in my life, like we always had a sense and a consciousness of who we who he is. We just put him on this just we just kept him on a throne. Like, okay, God, or a you blanket, know, I did, or it yeah. was a blanket, God, a blanket yeah. across the board. God. Yeah. And so he was just reminding me of that of that's the process of how we get to go back to getting to know him because we have to come back to him. That's why he's saying you have to give your life back to me. Because I gave you life and I brought you back. I brought you down here on this earth. Now you have to choose to give it back to me so we can come back into connection with one another. That so that's when, when you get into relationship with God, you're like, oh my God, this feels so amazing because it's bringing you back to your natural state. Before your natural state before yeah. you were born. It's bringing you back to your natural state. And I said, okay, and that's what helps me understand why our God is shifting me in a place where spiritual is our natural. 
this world is not our natural. But if we don't come no. into back into state with him, then we're always going to think this is what's natural. And then that's when the enemy comes in. Mm-hmm. And he like, and then, yeah, they come back. And you know what I thought about in that moment as you were speaking, Tiffany, that coming back feels really good, mm-hmm. right? That coming back feels really good. And our pastors preached on that this Sunday about like when we get saved, it's typically like this emotional high. We are coming back to God. You know, your emotions are like, yes, I did it. And then something happens, right? Something happens. And in this moment, what I'm understanding is happening. It's like inviting somebody into your home. Mm -hmm. And let's say you have like a cousin, a brother, a sister, and they have no place to go right? They need a fresh start. They need a place and you welcome them with open arms, right? You have the capacity where they have their own room and their own bathroom and you find out their favorite colors and the things, the snacks and all this stuff that they like and you welcome them home. You like, this is your home. Here is your key. Here is your, your gate uh, key. Here's your garage key. Like you got a spot in the garage, baby. You ain't got to park outside. Like Mm -hmm. you are home. And there, you know, you got new clothes in the closet. There's nothing like new underwear, right? You got new underwear in the drawer, new socks, right? You know what I'm saying? You 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 got Netflix and the Hulus. Like, you got all the stuff. And they get there and they're like, man, I have a home. I'm so happy to be home. But then rules show what? Oh, mm-hmm. Like, hold, hold on. Your friends can't be over here all kinds of nights. Right. Hold, we don't drink and smoke in this house. Hold hold up. We don't eat and just leave our dishes all over. Wait a minute. We don't leave trash in the rooms. Wait a minute. We don't go a week without cleaning the bathroom. Wait, wait a minute. Right. And that's what happens with us and the Lord. We come back to the Lord and we come back in fellowship. And then the Lord begins to perfect everything about us because wait a minute, we don't sin in the kingdom right? Wait a minute. We don't follow our flesh in the kingdom. Wait a minute. We are his sheep and we know his voice. So we don't lean on our own understanding in the kingdom, right? Wait a minute. We don't say everything that just come to our mind, right? And that is where where that tug of war comes because it's like, well, I've been, why I got to give this up? Why, why you said I was welcome. You said that I was And you are, however, but there is a process and a protocol to be a part of this now. It's a, it's a protocol and a process to live in this house. And it makes me think of how we were just talking about the polite culture. Why are we being polite to our flesh? Why are we being polite to the enemy? Because that's what's really happening when we side with them. When I side with my flesh, knowing, like we talking to the Christian black girl right now, right? This is yeah, not so- someone who we have- to the Christians right, right now because we we be bogus sometimes. Right. Yeah, so saying, just, like I'm talking to the Christian black girl who is saying, "No, I've given my life to Jesus, but why are you still twerking on a gram?" Right, like you you being polite to your flesh because that's what I've been doing. That's what my friends doing. Why are you being polite to sin when the Bible is clear that the enemy has come to steal from you? to kill you and destroy you. How many of us would be polite with somebody who walked up and was like, with a gun to our head and to our face? Oh, sir, did you want me to go to the ATM? Did you want 10s, 5s, 20? Wait, what? We ain't gonna be polite. But why would we be polite when the enemy is literally holding us hostage to stay who we were? When God is like, yeah, I know that's how you were living, but let me show you a better way. He did it to Jesus right? After Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and the enemy began to take him on this journey, what did he do? He fought, he tried to quote the word, but he tainted it. He gave bits of truth, but he tainted it. Oh, if you the son of God, throw yourself down. Ain't nothing gonna happen to you. Oh, you the son of God. I know you hungry. Turn these stones to bread. If Jesus was going to be polite, if he was going to be polite to Satan, he would have been like, yeah, you're right. You're right. When we're polite, we come into agreement, right? That's that compromise. And so we Mm -hmm. have to be very aware. We have to have, like you said, Jerry, the gift of discerning of spirits and the gift of discern and to have discernment so that when these opportunities present itself. So I don't want you, I don't want you to speed past that. You got to, you got to tell the difference between the two. two. 
Uh-huh. You get, because a lot of people don't know that there is a difference between discernment the and the gift of discerning of spirit. So can you just talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. And like also, and also yeah. share how that is part of Holy Spirit. That is that is, that is all the attributes spirit. of Holy Spirit. So when you have so don't don't we gonna kill this stigma of that's only for a certain type of people and, and like no, Holy Spirit baby, is on levels. No. no, that Holy Spirit that's within you, you can operate in the nine gifts of the spirit. Yes. Yeah, discernment is a gift of the spirit. Like when we look at the scriptures, it tells us like some got this, some has that, some has that, some, you know what I mean? It talks about the gift that some have, right? The gift to teach, the gift of exhortation, the gift of discerning of spirits. When we talk about the gift of discerning of spirits, it's to be able to recognize the spirit that is operating behind a thing, right? So somebody can come up to you and give you a gift or say they want to gift you something not under and if you mm -hmm. don't ask the holy spirit what's operating here is this a true gift is this a monitoring spirit is this an opportunity to say oh i help them win we have to ask god what is the spirit operating behind this because unfortunately as people spirits can't they need a body right they need a body so mm -hmm. if there is an evil spirit lurking and we haven't guarded our air gates, our eye gates and all the gates that we have, there is a spirit that can enter us. Right. And when a spirit comes in, it just doesn't say, oh, I'm sadness and it's just me. No, it's bringing sadness, it's bringing bitterness, it's bringing trauma, it's bringing its friends. Depression. And so we have to understand what spirit is operating behind things, behind our own decisions. Lord, am I making this decision clearly or is there a spirit operating here? And so when we ask God to show me the spirit working behind this, God will show us. And it is, like you said, Tiffany, mm -hmm. a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's an opportunity for us to commune with the Holy Spirit to say what's here. There's also spirits that reign in regions and territories and places and spaces, right? Like we went to Chicago. We know that this once some of the spirits that's operating in that is like greed and murder and malice, and murder, yeah. right? And, and many others that we learned about during our train to conquer time. We have to understand and recognize a spirit that is in a region and shows, like you said, Tiffany, like worldly shows, there is a spirit operating behind them. There's a spirit operating behind clothing brands. There's a spirit operating behind everything, good or evil. Good or evil, there is a spirit operating behind it. And as the Bible said in Hebrews 5 and 14, we have to practice, right? We have to be trained by practice to distinguish between what is good and evil. Is this an evil spirit operating in this person, Lord? Is there an evil spirit operating in this region and this company that I want to go work for and this podcast that I want to do? What's operating here? And when we get mm -hmm. to practice with Holy Spirit, what I love about that word practice and the um, Amplify version, it's making me really excited, is because sometimes we're going to get it wrong. Sometimes yeah. the light going to show up. And we're going to say, oh, but she goes to my church. And we don't ask the Lord what spirit is operating here, right? Oh, I, that's that's my parents' alma mater. I should go there. Not asking what spirit is resting here. Oh, my mama was a insert your favorite sorority. My daddy was insert your favorite fraternity. I ain't going to talk about it because I ain't never been in one. And I ain't, I ain't going there. All I'm going to say is I know that God saved me. Okay, that's that's all I'm going to say. I know that I was saved. But we don't ask God, what's the spirit operating behind that sorority, behind that fraternity? Because now I'm going to get trained. Tell me what's here, Lord. Show me what's here, what's operating here. Even in our marriages, right? We talked about being a wife. When our husbands start going left and we like, hold, hold up, bruh. Don't, like Jerry said, don't make me bash your head to the white meat, right? Not physically, because we don't do jail or hell. We ain't doing that, right? But we have to say, Lord, what is the spirit operating behind this frustration, this anger, this complacency, this lack of motivation? What is that? What is that? You know what I mean? And then the Lord will begin to reveal it to us, but we have to be trained there. We have to be trained and we have to practice. And so we have to have opportunities that come up 
for us to be like, Lord, what's this? Because we won't always know. Even asking the Lord for ourselves, right? Lord, I'm feeling really emotional today. Like I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling heavy. I don't know why. What spirit is trying to operate here? Are you pricking my heart? Are you putting a weight on my heart to intercede or to pray or to fast somewhere? Or is this a spirit that's trying to overtake me? Right? And that comes by training and practice. And so I think that as Christian Black girls, as Christians, period, we're saying Black girl because that's the name of our podcast, okay? But this is the Christians, period. My co, Our co-pastor said it at Train to Conquer when people were asking about, well, how do I know the spirits? How do I know how to combat the spirits? How do I know how to do this? And she said, just, just hold up a second. I know you want to get out there and to see because it's a prayer conference, right? It is a prayer about spiritual warfare. Remember, Jerry, she said, before you get there, fall in love with Jesus. Before you go into your warfare and before you want to be this powerful intercessor, before you want to be a minister of the gospel, before you want to do all the things, fall in love with Jesus. And that is right. That is a very good principle. And Jesus was so in love with the father, even though they are one. But Jesus is so in love with the father that when Satan came to tempt him, when Satan came to say, well, this is what the words say about you. Right. It's the reason why many wives have walked away from their marriages because some false prophelia walked up and said, the Bible, your husband's doing all this, but the Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet. No, baby, you ain't think he was talking about my husband too. You see what I'm saying? There are many women who have walked away from their marriages because somebody came up and misused the scripture to get them to separate, right? That's what, what Satan tried to do to Jesus. But because Jesus was so in love with the father and his, his heart was to do the will of the father, he ain't have to be polite to Satan. He listened and went on that journey as an opportunity and a testimony for us that don't worry, I've overcome the world. Watch, right? I've overcome the world and I'm going to show you how I did it. Satan tried to use the scripture. I, I stood on the truth of the word. I didn't take what he said. I went back to my father and said, what, what do you say? What do you say? And that is that practicing being trained by the Holy Ghost and being trained by the Holy Ghost is, is that sometimes our flesh is going to go left and want to go left. And it is our responsibility to say not so. And it's going to hurt at times. Mm -hmm. It's going to make you cry at times. It's going to make you have a tantrum. Your flesh is literally going to have a tantrum because it does not want to be told what to do. It wants to be friends with the world. It wants to be polite to Satan, even though we don't say that because Satan, oh my gosh, no, I don't. But that's what we're doing when we come into agreement with him. So we are going to have to beat our flesh into subjection. And that is a lifelong process. That is a minute by minute process. But when we fall in love with Jesus, when we fall in love with Jesus, that process of yielding and coming back to one, like you said, Tiffany, it becomes easier, right? The Bible talks about his yoke being easy and his burden being light. The more we fall in love with Jesus, that burden, we say, you know what, Lord, you take that. That's heavy. I, I want to go left. I, I, I want to do what I used to do. I want to say what I used to say. I want to enjoy what I used to enjoy, but I don't want that in exchange for you. And so as Christian Black women, as Christians, we are coming out of agreement with being polite. We are coming out of In Jesus agreement name. with being polite because politeness can literally cause us to lift our eyes in hell. And we're not talking about being polite in the sense of being kind to people, but being polite that causes us to compromise our salvation. And, and so we pray in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. God, we honor you and we exalt you as our God and as our Lord. Father, 
for any one of us whose heart has been turned more to our flesh instead of your word and your Holy Spirit, Father, we repent. Yes, we Lord. repent now, God, and we ask that you would wash us and purify us and clean us back up, that you would wash us in our minds and in our emotions and in the seat of our appetite, Lord. We pray, God, that you would begin to wash us clean from the world and the ways of this world. We ask God that you would purify our hearing and how we receive and how we how we intake and process things. We ask that you would purify us, God, so that we would be able, as your word says, to have our senses trained by practicing so that we are able to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. And we know, That's God, Lord. apart from you, we won't know how to discern that. And so, Father, on this day, we give our lives back to you. We make you the Lord and Savior of our lives. We give them back to you, God. And we ask that you would teach us and guide us in holiness and in righteousness and in truthfulness, God, because our desire is to be pleasing to you and you alone. Yes. Yes, Help Lord. us, God, to weed out the noise and the confusion. God, make it so blaringly clear when something is not from you so that we can make a choice immediately and walk away from what is evil into your marvelous light. Yes, we forever. thank you, God, for receiving us back to you. We ask that you wash our hands, Lord, that we can hold them up righteously, that we can hold up clean hands before you. We surrender our hearts, we surrender our lives, and we surrender everything about us to you. And we thank you, Father, for loving us the way you do. We thank you for calling us back. As our sister Tiffany said, thank you for giving us an thank opportunity you, to come back. And Lord, we ask that you would make us lovers of your word. Give us a new hunger and a new thirst like never before. Set a fire in our souls, God, that just explodes. Put us in, around people who love you more than anything, who are yes, sold God. out for you, who know how to be in this world, but not of this world. Help us, God. We pray for new godly friendships and relationships. We ask um, that we would be honest and truthful and that we would walk in peace with all men. But most yes, of all, Lord. God, let us stay connected to you because you are the vine and you, we are the branches. And even yes, when Lord. you are pruning us, we will still know that it is for our good. We love yes, you. God. We honor you. And we exalt you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right, y'all, that is a wrap for this week's episode of your favorite international podcast, Dear Christian Black Girl. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can always get notified when another video drops. Also, y'all, we are on literally all social media except for Twitter X, Twitter X, whatever it's called. We're not on there because Twitter, Twitter, Black Twitter, regular Twitter, the whole Twitter is toxic and I just, I just can't. I just can't. I'm sorry. And so we're not on Twitter. We're not on X, whatever it's called, but we are on everything else. We are on Threads. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We are on all the things except for Twitter. So make sure that you follow us at Dear Christian Black Girl. It's all spelled out, Dear Christian Black Girl. So make sure that you are following us and we will see y'all next time. Bye. <laughs>